Welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, a podcast shared by David Roylance. This podcast is dedicated to guiding you to completely eliminate the discontent mind and the suffering it causes by attaining enlightenment. Learn and practice the teachings of Gotama Buddha that will guide you to fully attain a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy. To support this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha or visit buddhadailywisdom.com where you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online learning resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Now, here's our teacher to share more. Hello and welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha. Today is our group learning program where we come together for meditation in order to encourage, support, and motivate each other. So welcome. I'm really pleased that you're here. Today we're doing breathing mindfulness meditation, and then next week we'll be doing loving kindness meditation. And we'll typically rotate these back and forth in order to provide an opportunity for students to learn and practice each of these two very important meditations. These are the two primary forms of meditation that the Buddha taught because they address two of the three major problems in the mind. Two weeks from now, I'm going to go through and do a very thorough detailed discussion about breathing mindfulness meditation like I would have done at the beginning of the group learning program. But since we're coming to the end of our program, I'm going to do that in two weeks from now. And then two weeks from the loving kindness meditation, I'll do a full out teaching on loving kindness meditation to be sure that as we're coming to a close of the group learning program, that you walk away with a deep understanding of what breathing mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation is doing and how to use it, how to practice it, why you're practicing it, and give you a chance to ask any and all questions that you like. This is a good way to kind of wrap up the group learning program. And then we're going to be doing two months of classes where there's going to be eight unique classes that I haven't taught before. Those are going to be in November and December. They're going to be on Sundays. But then on Wednesdays, we're going to still be alternating between breathing mindfulness and loving kindness meditation. And then in January, we're going to be restarting the group learning program from the very beginning on January 8th. So today, I'll guide you guys in breathing mindfulness meditation. And then as we typically do, I'll just open up to any and all questions that you have related to the path to enlightenment. Anything that you're coming across, whether it's in the resources that I share, the classes that I share, the situations that you're encountering and how to apply the teachings, whether it's something that you're seeing somewhere else, anything and everything that you'd like to ask related to the path to enlightenment, you're welcome to ask those questions. So I'll just invite all of you, whether you're attending live or you're listening to the replay, to join for meditation by getting into a position that's comfortable for you. Typically, that's the seated position, but you might also use the lying or the standing position. The walking position is typically taught in person, and it's kind of better to to learn and teach that in person. But here, you might just choose to sit on the floor with some cushions under your rear. If you're in a chair, you might choose to just sit with your feet flat on the floor or cross at the ankles. If you are on the floor, you might just lightly cross your legs rather than have them really, really tight. Because if you have them really tight, it'll tend to cut off the circulation. And then it's going to cause pain in the lower body. 
you would like the hands and the arms to just be resting comfortably in the lap. There, you usually put your right hand over your left with your thumbs together. But if that's uncomfortable for any reason, you could also put your palms on your thighs or your knees or your palms up, whatever is comfortable for you, just so that your lower body and the hands and arms are completely relaxed without any muscles engaged whatsoever. Then you'd like to just close the eyes and start breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Here at the beginning of your meditation, you're just establishing the breath. Or you might choose to go into chanting, and I'm going to do some chanting to ease us into meditation, and you're welcome to join along, or you can just hang out here with the breath, and then I'll be back with some more guidance to help you get deeper into meditation.
Okay, you should just be breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Here you're just establishing the breath. A nice, gradual, natural inhale through the nose. And wherever you get to it, a nice, gradual exhale through the nose. Your breath isn't going to necessarily match up to the guidance that I'm providing. So wherever you get to the next inhale, just breathe in gradually through the nose. And then exhale through the nose. I'm just here as guidance, just to remind you to breathe in. in out breathing in in out with the breath well established Start fixating the mind on the breath, the sound of the breath, or the sensation of air moving into the nose. This is the present moment. Fixate the mind on the breath, the present moment. Breathing in. In, out. Whenever you observe that the mind is off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. No need to judge the thought, no need to analyze it, no need to try to figure out where it came from, no need to label it. Just wherever you observe that the mind is off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. Breathing in. In, out. I'm going to be quiet now and let you do the work of focusing on the breath. Wherever you observe that the mind is off the breath, just cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath. You have nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. No one needs you right now. Just focus on the breath. Breathing in. In, out.
transition our class over to opening up to any questions that you guys might have you can put those into facebook youtube or zoom our moderators will see that and be sure your question gets asked or you can electronically raise your hand in zoom and ask any questions or follow-up questions directly yes sir um it's understood that the guidance generally is to not meditate with a timer when we're in a situation though where we only have a set amount of time where we could meditate could we use a timer um not really to time how long we're meditating but just to give us an end point of okay it's your time is up you have to go do this next thing in your life sir yeah so meditating without a timer is not permanent 
right? So there's going to be maybe an occasional situation where you need to use a timer. If you're going off to work and you only have a certain number of minutes that you can meditate, that's probably an ideal time that you would perhaps use a timer because you can't be late for work. But in situations where you don't need one, maybe in the evenings or the weekends or something like this, it's better not to have a timer because what I observed is that either your mind's going to be sitting there thinking, you know, is it time yet? Is it time yet? Is it time yet? Is it time yet? Which is craving. So you're trying to get rid of that stimulus where the mind's not thinking about how long so that you can get rid of the craving. Or the other option is what can happen is you can be really deep in meditation, getting all kinds of benefit, and then your timer goes off, where if you didn't have that timer, you could have gotten so much more results, so much more benefit from meditating. So where possible, don't use a timer, but where you need one, go ahead and use it. And then because we're meditating and building up to 30 minutes or more, The way that you accomplish this is you look at the time before meditation. So, you know, 9 p.m. And then you start meditating. And then when you're done, you look at the time again. And it's like, ah, 9.15. So that means you weren't meditating with an alarm. So your mind wasn't craving an alarm. Is it time yet? Your mind wasn't interrupted by an alarm. But you just look to see what time you started and what time you finished. So you know how long you meditated for. And then when you see that you're not quite at 30 minutes, then just keep building up to that. So maybe once a week, you would like to kind of check in on your meditation and see how long you've been meditating for. I even still do this today. I will check my timing of meditation about once a week just to ensure that I'm at that 30 minute mark in that I'm meditating for as long as I think I'm meditating. Because sometimes you get so deep in meditation, it can seem like hours went by. And then you look and it's like, whoa, that was only 15 minutes. And then in other situations, you can feel like it was only 15 minutes, but it was like 45 minutes or an hour. So it's kind of nice to let go of that whole timing thing by doing as I share, but still check in every once in a while just to be sure. Yes, thank you, sir. Um, I see that Tony has his hand raised. Let's go to him for his question, sir. Yes, to, uh, uh, thank you, uh, Miranda. <laughs> Excuse me. To uh, expand on what Miranda was saying, uh, so you would suggest watching the clock per se, like like to start at, 10, at nine o'clock and then sort of glance over it's nine fifteen and then go back to meditating and and then it's nine thirty per se, like to to that would you yeah what you would like to do is be able to go into meditation stay there for the duration and then come out but if you come out of meditation and it's 15 minutes and you're like oh i would like to get some more and you go back into meditation that's fine you just aren't interested in making that part of your regular meditation you would like to be able to get to the point where you can just go into meditation be there and then when you're done you're done and you come out but as you're building up to that, you may have some situations like what you're describing. You just wouldn't be interested in that becoming the norm. Okay, I have it doing that type of deal. Yeah. Okay, another question I have for you, sir, is is trying to take the meditation out into my daily life. Uh, I know I've, I think the last last week I was having some unwholesome or, or, or negative self-talk thoughts and I could catch that and I'd cut it off and and 
it seemed to be a situation that I kept having these, these unwholesome negative uh, self-talk thoughts. Is there a suggestion or a teaching on how to, to get wholesome thoughts out of that? Or just sort of, what would you suggest, sir? Yeah, so where you're observing that the mind is going into any kind of negativity or unwholesomeness, that's where you'd like to just cut that off. And it becomes easier as you accumulate the benefits and you train the mind more. Early in practice, it's not easy to just cut off and let these things go. Sometimes you need to actively redirect the mind. So like if you're sitting in a chair and you're watching TV and then all these unwholesome thoughts come into the mind, you might have to like get up and go for a walk. And that kind of redirects the mind rather than just letting it sit there and rumiate and kind of cycle and cycle and allowing those negative thoughts to keep going. You'd like to take direct action and early in practice. Sometimes it's better to just get up and go outside for a walk or, you know, go to the bathroom or go to the refrigerator and get a drink or something like this. And then you get out of that negative cycle and then you're less likely to do that in the future. But you can get to a point where you're observant of the thought, you can cut it off and let it go and you can just be there. You don't have to actually go do something. But, you know, oftentimes that going to do something is the best way to let go of the negative thought and get the mind out of that negative loop and continue to hold on to this unwholesome thought. Thank you, Teacher David. You're very welcome. Yes, Teacher David, to kind of branch off of that, especially early practice, when it's noticed that the mind seems to really not be quieting down the thoughts during meditation, can, would it be wise for a practitioner then to maybe switch to a more, my mind thinks of it as, active form of meditation like loving kindness meditation versus breathing mindfulness meditation so that they're still meditating but there's that thought going on there where you are thinking about loving kindness towards certain beings all beings you can do that another thing you can do is when the buddha guided meditation he talked about you know reflecting on impermanence and things like this you can see it in his words. So if you're having a lot of thoughts in meditation and you can't cut it off and just come back to the breath and come back to the breath, sometimes what you can do is for a few moments or for a few minutes is just as you're breathing in, just realize these thoughts are impermanent. These thoughts are impermanent. These thoughts are impermanent. And then you breathe out. It's all impermanent. These thoughts are impermanent. And just kind of soak that in and then try to go without thinking that and then just try to go back to the breath without thinking about that because again you wouldn't be interested in that becoming the norm but for a certain period of time maybe a couple of weeks or a couple of months you might need this in order to kind of redirect the mind away from this cycle of certain thoughts and then just reminding the mind that these are all impermanent the buddha calls this developing the perception of impermanence and reflecting on impermanence he talks about this that in meditation to reflect on impermanence so if you're in meditation you hear a sound go by and you feel this annoyance come up because of the sound then you just tell yourself ah it's impermanent it's an impermanent sound or you feel a sensation in the body like you feel like you would like to itch it you just tell the mind ah it's impermanent 
it's impermanent. So you might need to do that for a period of time to kind of really soak the universal truth of impermanence into the mind. But then eventually you get to the point where there's just so much peacefulness in the mind. You've accumulated so much benefits that anything that comes up, you'll observe it right away and you'll cut it off right away. But that comes with continuous training. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Uh, it does not appear that there are any more questions this time, sir. All right. Well, thank you all for joining for today's class. This Sunday in our group learning program, we're going to be studying the five hindrances. This isn't something that's in volume one, but you can find it in the other volumes of the books that I've shared, where I'm going to be teaching you the five things that the Buddha shared that are hindrances or obstacles. These are major obstacles. There's plenty of obstacles along the way, but these are the five major ones. Because for the last seven months, I've been sharing with you all the teachings of how to get to enlightenment. And now it's an ideal time to share with you. These are the obstacles that you're going to encounter. And then how do you overcome those obstacles? That's the most important part of what I'm going to be sharing with you on Sunday. So you can join either live or on the replay and learn the five hindrances so that you can then learn the solutions of how to overcome them. Then next Wednesday, we'll be doing loving kindness meditation together. And then we're actually going to be starting that following Sunday, the eight classes that are from the retreat series, all designed to develop harmony in your relationship. So for eight consecutive Sundays, I'll be teaching eight unique classes that I'm calling the retreat series that is all about harmony and relationships. And these are the classes that I taught that were unique in the USA retreat this past summer. There were other classes that I taught in that retreat, but those are all things that I already teach in the group learning program. But there was about two and a half days worth of teaching that haven't actually been taught before online or anywhere else other than that retreat. So for those of you guys that didn't make that retreat, those of you guys that would like to learn about how to develop harmony in your relationships, those eight classes will be ideal for you. And of course, they're going to be recorded so you can watch them in Facebook, YouTube, or listen to them on the podcast. So I'll see you guys in one of these future classes. Have a very lovely and wonderful rest of your day. Sawadikap. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha. To access more teachings, visit buddhadailywisdom.com. There, you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Remember to establish a daily, consistent meditation practice, along with learning and practicing these teachings. A well-developed meditation practice is the foundation in which to train the mind to attain enlightenment.